Welcome to the Money Over 50 podcast, brought to you by Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue from Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. This information is general in nature and does not take into account your objectives, financial situation, or needs. Therefore, you should consider whether the information is appropriate for you and your personal circumstances. If you require personal advice, please contact Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. Here are your hosts, Dallas Davison and Michael Hogue. Welcome to Money Over 50. Today's topic, the shocking risk of term deposits. Michael, great headline. What are we talking about? So if you retired in the year 1990, so what I've done, I just looked back over 30 years, which is I, about an average retirement I thought lifespan. you were going to launch into a, what if I were to tell you... I was going to start that way. <laughs> I was going to start that way, but I went a different tack. Okay. So, you, so, so you retired in the year 1990, yep. and imagine you had enough money, which wasn't too much money you needed at that point in time. Yeah. You had enough money to give you $30,000 of interest income, from those term deposits yep. in uh, the first year of your retirement, yep. 1990. Yep, so you were um, just living off the interest. Living off the interest. And you said to yourself, I'm going to live off the interest every single year yep. in my retirement. Yep. Um, what would have happened is that in 1990, you would have received $30,000 of term deposit interest. Yep. Forget about the sum of money here. What We're, we're going to peg this back to the starting point. Yep. So you had enough money. Because this is something that we've talked about at, at length is that people get fixated and focused on the lump sum value of their retirement savings when, when yep. the only point of that lump sum is to draw an income, draw an income. over a 30-year retirement. So 1990 had enough money to give you $30,000 of term deposit interest. Yep. The average interest rate, according to the Reserve Bank of Australia, and what we're looking at here is the retail deposit and investment rates, yep. banks' term deposits, on average, uh, a sum of money of $10,000 or over, over a, f- a three-month fixed term, um, the average interest rate you would have gotten that year would have been 13.53%. So you can work backwards if you like. Yep. You got $30,000 of term deposit income and that was enough to live a comfortable retirement back in 1990. Yep. By 1991, one year later, your term deposit interest income had actually dropped to $20,953. Yep. By the year 2000, which is 10 years into your retirement, your term deposit interest, which is your only source of income, yep. had again dropped to be only $9,313 mm-hmm. of interest income. And if you fast forward to 2020, over which point in time, the cost of living has actually doubled yep. over that period of time. It's, it's yep. exactly double. Um, your term deposit interest income in 2020 is set to be only $1,752. Now, um, just to clarify, this is the these annual. are the annual income figures and not yeah. the monthly figures. You yeah. might have, you might have, yeah. you may have been forgiven for yeah. thinking I switched to monthly no. in there somewhere. This is for the year. Annually, $1,752 yeah. in 2020 is the interest that you receive. Yep. In 1990, you were getting $30,000. Yep. Um, that is a drop of Minus ninety four percent. If if someone said to you, people say all the, all the time, yep. term deposits are safe. Yep. I say they are extremely risky. Yep. And if in any course of anything else that you are invested into, or if you had a job that your hours dropped by ninety four percent, so that you weren't getting thirty thousand dollars a year, you're only getting one thousand seven hundred and fifty two dollars a year. Yep. 
you would say, get me the hell out of this thing. That's right. If you had any investment yep. that fell, yep. 94% would right. never come back. You would say, get me the hell out of this thing. Yes. People, people readily accept that term deposits, I'm using these air quotes here, are safe and secure. Yes. And we, we've been telling people all the time that they're, they're extremely risky to have a big source of your money yes. if, you, if you're trying to... If, if the goal yeah. is to have uh, as much income, yeah. as much diversified income as you can, as yeah. much consistent income as you can, yeah. and a rising income stream in your retirement, if that's the goal, yes. then term deposits are extremely risky. Well, that's, that's exactly right. And, it, it's, and you can be forgiven for... for, for um, you can understand why. Um, uh, it's something that... It's seductive, you know what I mean? You can imagine that if you retired in 1990 and the interest rates were at 13.53% and you go, well, I don't want to run, I don't want any risk. I don't want, I don't, the, share market, the share market is too risky. That's how people would have said it. I don't, I don't want to put any money, I don't want to invest any money in companies because the price will fluctuate. It'll go up and down. I've got a million dollars or you know, I've got whatever that figure is. I just I don't want to watch that balance drop at all. So I'm going to have it in term deposits and I'm going to get the interest on that. I'm just going to live on the interest. You can be forgiven for going, that's how I'm going to do it. I'm just going to live on the on the income. I don't care. I never have to worry about what that what that principle does. And this this is exactly what we, we've touched on this at length about you know protecting your purchasing power and not your principle. If you're fighting the dragon of I don't want my principle to drop ever, yeah. you are fighting the wrong battle because you're going to fixate on that at the risk of not having the income that you need over the long term. So even in that first year, you probably lived a pretty good lifestyle, $30,000, you know, which was the equivalent of, you know, cost of living has doubled. So that would have been like living a $60,000 a year lifestyle right now. So you'd go, that's pretty good. Which after tax is a pretty healthy yeah. retirement. It's about yeah. Yeah. $85,000 yeah. of wage yeah. income before that's tax. Right. You yeah. pay so that's 25000 That's a good example. You, you were earning the equivalent of $85,000. Now you're taking home 60000 That was like $30,000 at that point in time. Mm. You're pretty happy with that. That's pretty good. Yeah. Now, a year later, one year later, that income is two-thirds. So you were worried about your principal dropping by you know, mm. a third or 30%. Your principal has stayed where it is, but your yep. income has dropped by a third. As you just said, Michael, this is this is only that's happened in the middle of coronavirus. We've had clients that had to take a thirty percent pay cut. Yep. That hurts. Mm. That's not fun. That's what happened to you in the first year of your retirement, mm. and then it just got worse from there. And this is this is what we what we've touched on. This is the risk of any sort of investment that is based around um, that that is you're fighting the wrong battle if you're you're more worried about. We don't, and you know, we talk about we talk about growth. We talk about income, but really, what you want is growth of income over time. Yeah. Spot on, that, absolutely spot on. That's the battle that you really need to be fighting. Is that if you're living on thirty thousand dollars in that first year, you know that by twenty twenty, yep. I need sixty thousand dollars. I need sixty thousand dollars worth of income from my yep. retirement savings to live on. Otherwise, I'm going to be chewing into it. So, by the way, yeah. if you get growth of income, yeah. you also get capital growth. Yeah. We're not even talking about that. No, no, but, but if your if your income, and we'll look at the dividends yeah. in a minute yeah. as as, a, as an alternative investment yeah. back in 1990. But it has to follow suit. Yeah. If if your income is growing, yeah. then the the value of that investment, whatever it is, yeah. has to grow. Yeah. Like 
I'm yeah. getting paid more. Yeah. So it's it's more valuable yeah. to someone. Yes. So um, yeah, I I think that's that's exactly right. Is it? And you know we we we've touched on this at length in recent podcasts about the whole concept of how how dividends from from companies work and how companies grow over time and how they the actual underlying business becomes more valuable over time. But this is a really clear contrast here where if if you if you are invested in term deposits or if you think leading up to retirement you are going to be invested in term deposits because that is the safe way to invest. To me, as you said, it is the, it is the most risky way that you could possibly have your retirement savings. It's, it's extremely risky. Yeah. Um, so as an alternative, what I've looked at is that in the same year, in 1990, yeah. if you, instead of investing in term deposits, investing in term deposits to me is an oxymoron. But I digress. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if instead you said, I'm going to spread my money uh, across the great companies of Australia and the world such that I've worked out that I can get a $30,000 income from a dividend, this case, in this case, um, in 1990, I'm just going to live off that dividend. So I'm not going to touch the shares, whatever shares that I bought in yeah. those great companies of for Australia. More, for more world. details of this, go to a yeah, recent podcast, Own Forever, Live Off the Dividend. Live so off it the goes in, this, in, in great detail, but so yeah, use this example. So if I'd done that and I'd worked out that I'd accumulated enough so I could get a $30,000 dividend income in 1990, yeah. what would have happened is that um, I get my $30,000 dividend income in 1990. Uh, Ten years later, in the year 2000, that had actually grown to forty one thousand six hundred dollars yeah. of dividend, um, during which period of time the term deposit income had dropped to nine thousand three hundred and thirteen dollars. Yeah. Fast forward to two thousand and twenty, yeah. and the dividend income is is set to have increased to one hundred and twenty six thousand dollars. So yeah. over the period of time that the term deposit, they both started at the same time. Yeah. You got thirty thousand dollars of term deposit interest yeah. in nineteen ninety. You got thirty thousand dollars of dividend in an alternative yeah. investment. Term deposit interest has dropped to $1,752 yeah. 30 years later. So it's one thirtieth. One of the, yeah. let's call it, yeah, of the original yeah, yeah, amount. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yet my dividend income has increased fourfold. It's gone from $30,000 to $126,000. Oh, yeah. There's two retirees here living vastly different yeah. retirements. And, yeah. and full disclosure here, to, to get $30,000 of dividend income in nine. In 1990, you needed a lot more than yeah. you had in, to, in, in, in to, to put it into term deposits. Yeah. But that's what we're here to talk about. I mean, we're talking <laughs> about retirement planning. Yeah. So, so, how, much, so, how much did you so need? So all we're talking about here is that in 1975 or 1980, yeah. someone got organised. Yes. And they got enough money yeah. there so that they could sit that money in the great companies of Australia and the world. Yeah. They could take a dividend of $30,000. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, they're now getting one hundred and twenty-six thousand dollars. That's right. Over that period of time, during which time we've had multiple, um, yeah. two, uh, we've two had recessions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we had the nineteen ninety-one recession. We've had, uh, we've had the global financial crisis. We've had a number of yeah. wars. We've had terrorist attacks. We've had all these things. We've had coronavirus. Yeah. Over all of that, and, and working on all of that, their actual income, what they live off, yeah. has grown from thirty thousand dollars to one hundred and twenty-six thousand dollars. Yeah. By the way, I've shaved that down yeah. because I didn't. I, I'd looked at there's different all ways different ways you can invest yeah. into companies, and I thought I'm not going to get sued here. Um, 
I'm actually going to go really conservative. The income is higher than 126,000 dollars yeah. a year. It's great, <laughs> but but I think it, 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 it makes it. You know, again, this is really extreme. Um, two two opposite ends of the extremes here, but these are your two options. Mm. You know, if like you said, if it's 1980 and you're 10 years out from retirement, you can either have the plan to I'm going to build up enough money in term deposits to pay me my 30 grand a year, and I'm just going to live on that. Or you could go, I'm going to build up enough, uh, I'm going to have enough money invested in the best companies in Australia and around the world that I'm just going to live off the dividends for $30,000. In one of those examples, you have gone from $30,000 a year to $1,750 a year. That's your only income. It's your only source of income. In the other one, your income has gone from $30,000 to $126,000 a year. It's, I mean, that's, that's pretty much, that's the whole thrust of this, this discussion. Yeah, if if you look at that, if you look at that and say, I still want to be invested in term deposits, I can't help you. This doesn't make any sense. It's it's not it it is not how you need to be or how you should be invested planning for a thirty year retirement. And the problem is there are people around you all the time and they mean well and you love them, but they have absolutely no idea what they're talking about and they'll tell you all of the time yeah. term deposits are safe. Yeah. And when you tell them yeah. that you've invested your superannuation across the great companies of Australia and the world, yeah. they'll say, but that's so risky. Yeah. And, and, and again, they mean well yeah. and you love them and yeah. they're friends with the family, but they've just got absolutely no idea what they're talking yeah. about. Absolutely yeah. no. They're yeah. entitled to their opinion, but they're not entitled to their facts. Yes. So what we're talking about today is facts yeah. are facts. Yeah. And that's, that's exactly right. It's, I, I've, I've read a quote recently and I've rolled it out in this podcast a couple of times but I really like it when it comes to retirement planning which is that we plan for our parents' retirement mm. and that, that is still something that happens now where if you're retiring in 1990 you could be forgiven for wanting to be invested 100% in terms of deposits because you look at that and go I can get a 13.5% mm. return on that money I can get a 13.5% income and I don't have to worry about what the balance does year mm. to year sign me up how good's that? Now at that point in time had we been had we been there, I was I was about one year old, so I wouldn't have been much good as, as a financial advisor. But I would have been saying, "That's a false. That's a false income. That's not. That's not reality. That income is going to drop over time, and it, and you need it to grow over time." So again, I would have been one year old, so I wouldn't have said all this. But if I went back in time now, I'd be saying, "Don't get sucked into this. Don't be thinking that." Now, but as I said, you can understand why you went. I'm not going to listen to this one-year-old financial planner. I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to take my 13.5% interest rate. Nowadays, as you're approaching retirement, you you are guaranteed to get that 0.79 of a percent average interest rate. You, you are you are you are you are signing up for this, knowing full well that the the return that you're getting on that money is effectively nothing. So here's the thing. Right now, I think the decision is is easier than it has ever been. Yes, because the return is. Zero. Yeah. I mean, yeah, again, don't zero. sue me yeah. because it's, it's, you're going to get more yeah. than that. Yeah. It's under 1% yep. that you're going to get yep. in term deposits right now. Yep. Um, now, I go back to, I go back to, uh, so, so the alternative, I mean, most people can see that and yep. say, that is just crazy. I yep. need a million dollars to give me, yep. um, uh, well, the, the, the rate, the rate, I think the average rate, is 0.79 of a percent or something like that. Now. Yep. So I need a million dollars to give me seven thousand nine hundred dollars of income yep. every year. That's that's easy to say. Yep. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, so I look at alternatives. Yeah. 
if I go back to the global financial crisis, so at the bottom of the global financial crisis, yeah. there were people that had moved their money out of the great companies of Australia and the world and into term deposits because they were paying about 6% there for a while. Yeah. Um, now, it's a harder decision at that point in time yeah. because people are saying, hey, um, there's an unknown over here, yeah, yeah, which I'll... is when is this thing going to stop dropping? Yes. And there's a known over here, which yeah. is I can sign up for this 12-month term deposit for 6%. Um, I'm just going to sit my money in there. What 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 happened with a lot of those people? Um, well, besides that, if that's your starting point, six percent has turned into point seven nine of a percent, zero point seven nine of a percent. So that's a um, what's that? That's that's yeah. an eighty something percent drop. Full. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, compared to to what's happened. Since then, at the bottom of the global financial crisis, in terms of the great companies of Australia and the world, they've 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 shot the lights out. Yeah, I mean, and 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 again today, we don't even want to talk about the share prices. No, we just, want to talk about the income. Dividends. The income has grown the significantly. Business, yeah, uh, yep. over that period of time that you receive from dividends. That's right. So, and that's so that's I guess the thing of now, in in our in our current environment, if you are planning for retirement, and you don't plan to have the vast the vast majority of your retirement savings invested into you know, Australian and overseas companies and to live off mainly those dividends and their earnings over time. If you choose not to do that, what you're basically saying to me is, I'm going to have a lump sum of money, I'm going to get no return on it because it's going to be sitting in a term deposit and I'm just going to spend that principal. Yep. And I'm going, to, I'm going to have to save a lot of money because I'm going to get no return on it and I'm just going to spend it and I hope that I die before I run out of before I run out of it before yeah. I spend it all. It yeah. seems like a good time to say when you retire, you stop getting dressed to go to work, and you, <laughs> your money has to get dressed and go to work well, for you. Is, so, so that's what you are saying yes. because you've yep. got lazy money there. Yeah, you've got a million dollars of yep. money that's yep. that's only going out and earning seven thousand nine hundred dollars yes. of, of that. It's not doing much work at all. Yep. Yep. And, and that's that's I guess my thing is if that's the choice that you're, if you are sitting there saying to me. I'm just going to, you know, I don't, and I don't even know the numbers of how much you would have to have saved, assuming no... So if you're going to live on $60,000 a year in your first year of retirement, and as we've discussed, yeah. a couple is going to... If you've got a couple, one of them is probably going to live for the next 30 years. Mm-hmm. So you've got 30 years of income that needs to be drawn out. That first year, you're going to draw 60000 Next year, you're going to draw slightly more with yep. inflation. By the time you're in your last year of retirement, again, assuming the same inflation right here, you're going to need $120,000 to live that same lifestyle. Yeah. I don't even know what the numbers are of what you would need to have saved, assuming yeah. no return, if you're just going to spend $60,000 and then, mm. and then and more and more over time. But if you're telling me that I'm just going to save that amount of money, I'm going to, have to, I'm going to work until I've got that amount of money saved, good for you. Go and do it. Yeah. I just, For most people, they, they can't do it. They're not willing to do it. But the good news is you don't have to. That's not the only option. If you were to say... That, that sounds pretty unpleasant. I don't want to just work until I've got $5 million saved so that I can not get a return and just spend that down. There's another way, and, and this is what we're talking about here, is that having that money working for you, getting dressed and going to work for you in, those, in, in your retirement, you don't need to do it that way. You don't need to do it the hard way. So there's another podcast to listen to called Own Companies Forever and Live Off the Dividends, which is a really good one to... Yeah. Because that's what you're talking about, Dallas. Yes, that's exactly um, right. In that scenario, so yep. so the the 
consistency of the income that you receive from dividend from the great companies of Australia and the world yep. is is remarkably consistent and growing. Yep. And it's remarkably consistently outpaced inflation. Yes. So during that period of time when uh, 1990, I get $30,000 of income. To, to, to buy me what $30,000 bought me in 1990, yep. I need $60,000 now. Yes. Yep. I'm getting $126,000. I'm getting yep. double that yes. from from yep. my dividends. Yes. So not only has your... So your, your lifestyle has effectively doubled. Yep. You, you are living a lifestyle... You could live a lifestyle now of, of, of twice the lifestyle that you were living when you started your retirement. Yep. Compared to the alternative, which is effectively no no income, and no and to avoid uh, doubt as well, the however many shares I bought in nineteen ninety, yep. I own not one more, not yep. one less yep. in two thousand and twenty. Yep. I haven't accumulated any more. I no. bought X amount of shares. Let's yep. say let's say I bought a hundred thousand shares, for example. Yep. Um, they in, in yep. and I still own a hundred thousand shares. Those that. Those amount of shares that I had in those good quality companies paid me thirty thousand dollars. It's now paying me one hundred and twenty six thousand dollars a year, yep. and that that is a hundred percent due to the fact that they don't pay out all of their profits yep. as um, a dividend. They retain some profits, and what that makes them is more profitable each and every year. Yep. So their earnings go up every year, or their profits go up every year, and of which I get a percentage of yes. as a dividend. So. Yep. Um, and we use this example all the time because it's a nice tangible one. Woolworth started in 1925 with five supermarkets. They've done that over the whole period of time. That X amount of profit of five supermarkets. Hey, they reinvested some of that profit, paid out a dividend, um, grew to 10, 10 supermarkets pretty quickly. Hey, yes. fast forward 100 years, they're at, they're at 1,000 supermarkets. That's right. Um, obviously, the, you're getting a much bigger share of the profits from yeah. a thousand supermarkets that's that you right. were getting and, from and that's a great that's, that's a great point that that's that's why it's, it's not magic it's not magic that if you retired in 1990 and you had thirty thousand dollars of dividend income and you've now got one hundred and twenty six thousand yeah. dollars it's not it's not that the reserve bank has changed interest rates it's not it's no external force has come in and done that it's just yeah. the compounding effect of those earnings of those companies growing over time and your dividend income growing as a result yeah. of that so and one thing that we're not saying is we're not saying don't hold cash. So, so we're not saying don't have term deposits. Um, in fact, you know, cash on the side yep. is an important part. Yeah, uh, of, of I mean, our, our, our starting point, I guess, is around two years' worth of someone's income needs yep. tucked yep. away in cash. That's right. Now, if you're getting 0% in the bank yep. and you want to park two years' worth of your cash Reserves or yes. two, 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 years, two years with your income needs yeah. when you're in retirement in a term deposit, yeah. fill your boot. Yeah. Because, yeah. so the job of that is not to get a rate of return. And that's exactly The job of that is that. a fallback position. And, and that's, that's, I think, the way that I, I see it. Like, we've obviously used two extremes, but you've got where, the, where you've gone wrong is in this case is that you've taken all of your, all of your retirement savings and you've put mm. it into the asset class that lines up for what you should have only money that you need in the short term. So mm. you've got 30 years worth of income needs and mm. instead of having some of that, instead of having two years worth of that in cash or term deposits, yep. you've got 30 years worth of that in yeah. cash and term deposits. And this is kind of what we're, as, as you say, we're not necessarily saying that, um, you know, in, in the extreme case where we have said, you know, own companies forever and live off the dividends, 
you, you may well be at retirement and go, well, I don't quite have enough just to live off the dividends. There's a, there's a risk here of market drops in the early years. All this, this is, you know, we're not trying to gloss over all those no. risks and, and all those, those things that we need to plan for. But it needs to be approached to these are the two extremes. We can either be 100% in cash yep. or we can be 100% in the best companies in Australia yep. around the world. Now, you might you might dial back a bit from, from one end, but I know where I'd rather start. I'd rather start 100% of my money in, in companies than 100% in cash. Yep. You, you can't go the other way. You can't have, well, I'll have most of my money in cash because it feels safe and I'll have a little bit invested in, in companies. It's, it's got to be approached the other way, which is what is the asset class that is going to be able to provide me that income that I need for the next 30 years? Now, do I need a bit of cash so that I can sleep at night and so that if there's another GFC in the, in the day that I retire... I can draw an income from there. Yeah, all those sorts of things need yeah, to happen. Yeah, there's all those types of things. And if you are prone to panic, yeah. um, we have a saying, panic when th- times are good, don't yeah. panic when times are bad. So yeah. look, if you're prone to panic yeah. and, you say, and you thought that you were just going to panic yeah. when yeah. the next fall yeah. of 50% happens or when yeah. the next fall of 30% happens, yeah. with the share prices, not the yeah. not the income, but the yeah. share prices of these great companies of Australia and the world, yeah. if you're prone to panic, then you would be better off... Yes being yep. in the term deposits yes. because the worst thing you can do is actually yep. panic at the wrong time. Yep. Um, and and even, even then, that, that is, again, though, you're going from, this is a discussion we have with all our clients leading up to retirement. That, that was just my disclaimer there. Yeah. Just so, <laughs> so, so someone, the wrong person didn't yeah. listen. Yeah. Yeah. Put all their money yeah. into but, but it's companies money. and then panic at the wrong time yeah. and sue yeah. us. Yeah, exactly. So if you're gonna do don't that, do that. No, if you're gonna no, do no, that, no, don't no, do that. Yeah. Stay in turn deposits. Yes, that's right. And that, that is it. That figure of how much you should have in cash versus how much you should have invested in companies, that will be slightly different for everyone. Mm. That's ASIC will be listening to this guy, yes, he's ticked the box there, he's not <laughs> saying one size fits all. It is different for everyone. But these facts don't change for everyone. No. These facts are what they are. Yep. Now, what we do with those facts and the plan that we come up with for our clients for how they are going to draw an income, a rising income in retirement, yep. that changes for everyone. But these are the facts that we start with. Hmm. And that's the only place that we can start from is a basis of fact. Yeah, it's a basis of fact. And, and considering that you would need something like $8 million to pay you uh, an income of $60,000 yep. in, um, in, uh, in term deposit income, then, then uh, we could, you can wipe that. Most people can wipe that straight off yes. the table. Yeah. Like it's it's yeah. it's not even open for yeah. consideration because yeah. uh, the rates are that low. Yes. that um, it's just not. It's just not no one's going to have that type of money to be able to, right. to, to, to to draw that. So you need to look at, at alternatives. Yes. Like I said, I think the decision is far easier than it was in the global financial crisis yeah. for people. Yeah. Now, that, people that made the wrong decision in the global financial crisis. They were, they were tricked. Yes. Um, they were getting six percent from. Yep. The term deposit income. Yeah. And over here they said, oh, we don't know what's going to happen over here. Yeah. Now, the largest 500 companies in America um, increased threefold. Yeah. Uh, right before their eyes. Yes. And they missed out on all that yep. because they were getting 6% yep. on the term deposit, which now fallen to 0.79% on average. Yep. So. And, and I guess a, a good point to, as we, as we start to wrap up, the danger that, that we have seen with some people as well is that as these yields are falling for term deposits and, and these types of, um, of things, bank accounts, term deposits, people go chasing yield in dangerous places. And, and this yeah. ties into your, um, I can't remember the title of your podcast the other day about the junk, junk bonds masquerading as term deposits. That's what That's it right. was. So yep. instead of going, 
hey, I need I need an 8% rate of return to provide the income that I need over the next 30 years. Maybe I need to be invested in, in the best companies in Australia and the world. What people tend to do or what people do sometimes is go, I want that, but I don't want I don't want I don't want my balance to go up and down. So mm-hmm. I'll go over and there's this, you know, mortgage income fund or there's this, you know, Mayfair IPO fund that it's promising me a guaranteed rate of return of eight percent. It's prom- promising me a guaranteed yield of eight percent every year. So again, I, I don't have to worry. I can get the return I need. That is that is no that isn't even if you could get that, even if it was yeah. guaranteed, it still doesn't provide you the growing income stream you need. And the reality is that if every other turn deposit in Australia is offering you 0.8 of a percent, and someone out there offers you eight percent, there's a reason for that. They are ten times more likely to default. That's yeah. just, that's just Junk, that. junk bonds is one of the best terms ever. Yeah. I think it yeah. succinctly sums <laughs> yeah. it up. It's, yeah. it's it's complete junk. It's well, rubbish. It's like, sort of a, it's an it's an oxymoron because a bond is a promise to repay capital. <laughs> so uh, you know if you take if you own a bond of a of a company or or a government, it's a promise to repay that capital. So a junk bond is a promise that's worth nothing. You go, yeah. well, what's what's the point of yeah. it? It's, it's yeah, not right. good for anything. So, but yeah, I think that's the point. Is that we try and hide away from it and we try and go, well, I, I want the yield or I want the return, but I don't want any of the volatility. You, you don't, that's not a choice that you have to make. You don't have to look for that. You can just accept that I just want that growing income stream in retirement. Final point to wrap up on. Yeah. Term deposit interest income fell by minus 94% over a 30-year period. Yeah. Does that sound like that's something that's safe and secure? No. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Money Over 50 podcast with Money Over 50 Financial Advisors. We look forward to catching up again soon.